0: All right, so we're still part three, power over God's having power over God's enemies, correct? Yep. And this episode we're gonna be we're gonna be in John eleven, the whole chapter, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole chapter about Lazarus, yeah, dying, coming back from the dead, and oh, it starts off with Jesus being given word from, I guess messengers. Is that how that works? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mary and Martha sent to um, Yeah, <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine? Like that's how <laughs> things worked back then. Like, yeah, if that's I right. To contact you? I just give you a call.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it is a uh, funny. Like it was actually even funny too. Just like we were trying, Jenny and I were trying to tell our kids how our first year of dating one summer we wrote letters to each other because it was like we just didn't have computers where we were in the late '90s, there mid nine, mid to late '90s. So so funny.
0: Yeah, so. and, I mean, there was a time, point in time where if you broke down on the side of the road, you had to like wait for something to come <laughs> that's by. Right. Yeah, and, like, yeah, absolutely. Head, you know? Yeah, man, now, it's like it's changed fast. they like, hey, for sure. don't ever talk to this. So you break down, you just you just call the tow truck. <laughs> don't talk to anybody <laughs> that stops to help you. Yeah, you know, that's right. Dangerous. Yeah,
1: exactly. Everybody's scary.
0: <laughs> so he receives word from from these messengers that Lazarus is sick. I'm dropping my phone. So he receives word from messengers that Lazarus is sick, and Jesus knows that he has died. Had he died before the messengers even reached him?
1: Um, Well, it doesn't really... I mean, it does say, but basically, the text does say that he stays a couple more days. Um, And and it really is, the idea is like... uh, yeah, he stays there so that he dies. So that Lazarus yeah. does die. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because he's Jesus says that uh he has fallen asleep that uh, you, you may believe he's telling his disciples, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the wording he uses. So and so how do what does this have to do with having power over God's enemies? What is
1: Well this is the um sort of the last big sign that John talks about. Um, you know, so, cause his miracles in, in John are he calls them signs. And uh, so this one is, you know, really Jesus' uh, power over death, which is really our uh, one of our greatest enemies, for sure, because you know death is what the New Testament says Satan the power Satan has, so that um, if uh, Satan's authority on earth and what his power behind his authority is death itself. So he can wield death so that uh, he can uh, really establish and do his will. And so death in and of itself is this, you know, huge enemy uh, of God's, huge enemy of his people. And uh, obviously a, a big part of what Jesus is trying to do um, by his life, death, and resurrection.
0: And his death is listed as one of those, enemies uh satan sin and death that uh, you know we we hear the you know by jesus uh, dying and rising from the dead because death could not hold him he defeats satan sin and death mm-hmm. Yep, death is like this specifically listed piece here for the reason why jesus has done what he's done
1: yep yeah absolutely yeah and it's um and you got to think about it that's actually why i started this series talking about uh death to self right and so if you think about it you know uh, so Satan has the power of death. We he makes us afraid of death, um, and what you know, death does is makes us think that we have largely we have to prove ourselves before we die, and uh, prove that we've really lived, you know, and because we think we've got one life to live, which is not true. We we are all of us are going to live forever, and so, uh, but we uh, get deceived into thinking that we have to really prove ourselves, which is justification. And, uh, the fear of death really drives that, that, uh, fear for us, um, that we're not going to really truly live, um, in light of our death. So, um, so yeah, so it's really interesting how, um, you know, Satan is trying to get us to quote unquote prove ourselves and, uh, and to really live before we die with the fear of death. And Jesus comes out and says, you know, he who saves his life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And so so you know, so Jesus is actually at first saying life comes through death and um Satan is saying, uh what you better you better get on living before you die, you know, so really prove yourself.
0: So Satan is like <clears throat> live your best life now. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, That's exactly yeah. right. I feel like I've seen a book with that title somewhere. I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's right.
1: Another uh, talk for another day. (laughs) But uh, yeah, however you define that um, is really, really important. But uh, the fear of death, of course, is a way that in which we use, um, you know, we really feel like we have to, um, yeah, prove ourselves before we die, for sure.
0: Yeah, so... I, I used to have a friend that had a like a sports car. I was actually telling a neighbor of mine about this recently and uh went for a ride in that car and I don't know how fast we ended up going, but you know, I told him I was like, yeah, I'm not about that life. Like, you need to slow down or, or stop so I can get out because I, I don't do that. I don't do the high speeds. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, a, I'm not an yeah. adrenaline junkie. It's that's not funny. where I'm at. And uh, he he literally yelled, "Yolo! You only live once." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Yes, I know. I know that's why I'm telling you to slow that's down. That's why I want to get out. That's so funny. Yes, so that's so great. You know, yes, that's just so right. makes me think of that, but." But so Jesus takes and he informs his disciples that Lazarus has fallen asleep
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, that he's going to head out to, or they're going to head over in a couple Mm -hmm. of days to heal him, do whatever so that they may believe. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of like, well, if he's fallen asleep... Yeah, you will be fine. you like, will <laughs> yeah, get right. better. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the mentality was back then, like, oh, if you get sick and you go to sleep, then you're fine. But if you stay awake, you're going to die. Like, I don't know yeah. where they got that from, Yeah, but, you know, okay, so. I
1: think they don't
0: understand a lot of things that Jesus is
1: saying, and so they uh, just kind of, you know, I think they're bewildered often. Yes, for sure. So. <laughs> we can start all over if you want because you don't even have to go through all that stuff If you want you just you no, just, just want to start no, over be
0: quick yeah oh, okay. yeah i just actually i i look for the spots where it's got a oh yeah yeah I, I okay really fast so uh but so they they get there and you went into some detail about is it uh mary kind of confronts jesus she's like hey or is it Martha? One of those two confronts Jesus, like, "Oh, had you not taken so long, that he wouldn't be dead." Yeah. And that that confronting, uh, like, where is that coming from? I mean, is she does she lack belief here, or or is she does she not realize who Jesus is at this time? What's kind of the deal with that? Like, with her 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 doubts and sort of confront confrontation that she does. When he gets there,
1: um, well, I don't think it's very confrontational with Martha. I think what I what I said there was when um, you know when we first meet Mary and Martha, you have Martha who's the one who's kind of the rushed, kind of you know harried, stressed out one because she's doing all the work, and Mary's just sitting at the feet of Jesus because she knows that when Jesus is in town, you know you need to you know be with him. And Jesus says, you know, she's you know chosen the better part. And then, but it's interesting that when Jesus arrives at Bethany, Mary doesn't go out to him. Um, Martha does. And Martha, yeah, I think just in her grief, just says, uh, if you had been here, you know, he would have not have died. And so, and that is expressing her faith for sure that, uh, you know, that Jesus was a healer. I I think probably in no way or form did she think that Jesus would, would raise Lazarus from the dead. In fact, you know, Jesus says, "Well, Lazarus will live again," and she said, "Or he will be raised." And she says, "I know at the la- in the last day he will." And so, and then that's of course what's interesting. Then of course Jesus doesn't say, uh, "No, I'm going to do it right now." He says, "I am the resurrection and the life," and so, um, which is you know part partially what Jesus wants us to understand is that in Him, you know, is where our resurrection is not only um at the end of time you know but also in all the little death that we experience particularly death to self now you know that's one of the hard things about dying to self and the reason why we don't want to do it is because we just don't know what will come of what that thing we feel like we ourself most needs
0: uh, when we die to it that's interesting yeah so so mary though is the one that ends up uh, going out with them uh, to the tomb, right? And yeah, so, well, behind. Jesus then says "Can to go get
1: Mary, right? So, Mary, I think Mary stays behind in her grief. I think she's just really disappointed in Jesus. I mean, ultimately, like, um, Mary, you know, although, you know, she was one who was sitting at his feet at first, now, she, you know, he stayed away long enough that Lazarus died. And she's just really disappointed. And that's, I think, what happens for a lot of us in our grief when something dies that's really precious to us and something we really feel like we need. And I think Lazarus, for Mary and Martha, obviously they loved him, but he obviously would have been a probably a big part of their economic security as well in that culture. So I think she was just really disappointed. And it was just too hard for her to go out to see Jesus when he came. I think she mm-hmm. was just grieving. Uh, maybe mad at him, maybe, you know, whatever. So, um, and so, you know, he calls Mary, Martha goes, gets Mary, and Jesus doesn't move until Mary comes, which is really, really interesting too. So he doesn't, uh, He you know, he's really there to um, not only demonstrate his power over death uh, and how he really truly feels about death, but also uh, how he cares for Mary, Martha, and Lazarus in this, like, really human situation mm-hmm. that I think a lot of us can identify with who've had some pretty significant loss.
0: So when we talk about death though, obviously we're not, we're not ruling any tombs back and, and you know, nobody's rising from the dead after days of being buried. And so when we talk, like when we look at this story in the context of power over God's enemies, we're really looking at just specifically death itself. Mm-hmm. Where this is how Jesus demonstrates his. Is this his initial power, his initial demonstration of his power over death? Like, how does this relate to, or does it relate to his resurrection from the crucifixion and his conquering of death? You know, it seems like. Just like in a, I don't know how to describe it other than in a like a movie Hollywood type thing. Like he would have to rise from the dead, dead and defeat death before he could reverse death. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. he he's reversing death well before he yeah. defeats it in this yeah. crucifixion and resurrection. So
1: yeah, he's certainly and you know he has raised a couple people from the dead before this. So, uh, although this one is different because it was a very, there was already a burial. Um, it had already been a significant, four four days had already been a significant period of time. You know, Martha says after, you know, the roll of stone away, it's like, oop, this is going to smell. This is going to be, this is going to be gross. Um, and, uh, so, so this one is a, a significant, you know, obviously the funeral procession is happening. Lots of people have come from all around, you know? And, um, so this one is different in that sense, right? So, so Jesus has power over death. And I think one of the things that, um, is really interesting though, is the reason we know why Jesus has power over death is because, uh, ultimately, uh, he was the one who was going to, you know, pay the penalty on he, uh, for death. I mean, he was going to really take all the power of death upon himself. Uh, and of course, by that it's fully defeated, but, um, yeah, so, uh, but we see, you know, those, this, that future reality in the person of Jesus, like coming forward, um, in that powerful demonstration for
0: sure. So when we are, I'm just, I want to like jump into something here that was, uh, I don't. I don't know if I quoted you here in my notes or if it's just what I wrote down. The basic idea, but death is uh, the loss of a future,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so when we, when like to describe death in that manner, is that just like a for us as Christians? You know, when we die, obviously, you know, we're talking about like you know, there's a resurrection, having come down to earth. So when you say death is the loss of a future. What is, break that down for me. What mm-hmm. exactly does that mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just ultimately, I think, what death is. I mean, death, obviously, is the ceasing of our biological functions, right? But um, what that actually really means for us, and, and really the the real problem of death, is the loss of the future, right? So right. Uh, if our children were, di- were to die, obviously, we would miss them immensely uh, in just their presence and that, of course. But also one of the things that would be a great grief for us too was just like having no future with with them on the earth, right? And so, um, and that's what really death robs us from is what, and the a lot of the pain of it is just you know our future uh, with whoever our loved ones are, and so, and that's what really death, really death uh, is the that really is the sting of death ultimately, right? Mm -hmm. Is uh, not only is it just. uh, the judgment of god and all that when you think about later on but also just immediately for us it's that uh that loss of a future
0: that's a good breakdown of that you know when when we think about what exactly inflicts us so much when it comes to death you know when you put it into the context of a future you know that's That really brings light to a reasoning of it. You know, I mean, I've actually had thoughts before about, uh, you know, people that were in my uh, when I went to high school with that have died. And, you know, like there's no chance for me to run into them
1: mm-hmm.
0: in my future now. That's right. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. there's no chance for me to end up working mm-hmm. at a job with them or see them at a restaurant. You know, I actually just seen a couple guys I went to uh, high school with at a restaurant recently. My wife and I went there and like they were literally sitting on the table right next to where we got sat. And it was okay. like, whoa. I was like, whoa, yeah, hey, yeah, what's yeah. up? You know, yeah, that's, that's right. never going to happen mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the people that yeah. have passed away since then. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, it's like kind of where that huge impact comes from, you know, and you think about their parents, like they're, they're never going to be able to go to a restaurant with their kids, you know? That's right. So, yeah. But yeah, so when, when we talk about, so that's kind of, you know, the sting of death, the sting of death is what happens to to us here. Uh, But when we talk about the, uh, when we talk about the sting of death, it's not when it's not us dying. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else dying, so somebody else like when that person that's died. Uh, I think the way that it was worded is, uh, you know, we are forced to face what is actually in our hearts. That is like when when I die, that's where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be forced to face what is actually in my heart, especially that which pertains to God. I think is how you put it in the sermon. Mm-hmm. So. Is that were we referring to just judgment in general here, just like I mean or that that like you know did you did you have that relationship with jesus like what 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 was it 'cause obviously there's no level of good works that you can do it, it's all gonna come down to mm-hmm. whether or not you have Jesus stepping in for you, yeah, yeah,
1: this is such a good point because you know this this story in and of itself really doesn't like. Jesus really sort of blows off the future dimension of resurrection. Like, and he really actually wants us to, like, not make resurrection a doctrine you believe in, but a person to which it's connected. And so, and I think that is such an interesting, like, way that this story unfolds because he basically, like, tells Martha no, it's not, you know, it's not the, you know, the resurrection that's going to happen on the last day. I am the resurrection. And then, um, and then again, when she says, it's going to smell, you know, if you open up this tomb, he's like, uh, didn't, you know, uh, didn't you not, didn't you believe when I said that, you know, uh, he would be raised. And so I think, and this is actually incredibly important, I think for just the nature of our relationship with Christ, A doctrinal sort of ascent of Christianity that says the most important thing about being a Christian is the right belief so that when you die, you will have absolute confidence in judgment is a um, sort of coming to uh, what is, you know, really a doctrinal belief. And I think what Jesus wants us to do here is he wants us to encounter a person who's the resurrection, not come to a doctrinal belief about resurrection later. It's still about him and the person of him. And I think that's actually what he's actually trying to say when he says to Martha, after he says on the resurrection and life, that he who believes in me will will not die or even though they will die, you know, will live. And if they don't die, they will live. It's a kind of a weird statement he says there and I kind of messed it up, but, but he actually is saying, he's like, he He's really, I think, trying to get us off of that mode of um, that our hope is in this thing that's going to happen later on, where our hope is should be actually a person we are encountering and a person we know. That is a great explanation. Does that make sense? I really like that. Yeah. And which is like, that's really, it's much harder to do that because, um, it's really easy for, um, you know, it's like in a marriage, like any guy, any husband can say, oh, I love my wife, my smoking hot wife, my, you know, then they really praise her, you know, like in, like in general or hypothetical, Right. But then the actual to like treat her well to, you know, like to to love her, to be kind with her, to, you know, engage her. You know, those are the things that are hard because those are the those are the actual personal things where it really is easy to make any sort of statement about whatever it is you believe about your wife. Those are things are pretty easy to actually engage the person there obviously makes it a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. And so and obviously way better. You know, you can't really, there's not a whole lot of just, there is some joy in the thought of how much you love your wife, right? But it's much better just to be there with your wife, uh, who you love. And I think that's actually a little bit of what Jesus is saying here. And I think this is incredibly important in the dynamic in our of our world now, especially where there's so many people who are um, former churchgoers, I think, who are challenging this idea of um you know people who believe all the right things and go to heaven when they die and people who don't believe the right things go to hell when they die you know that kind of thing um and uh but it but they're really reacting to a evangelicalism or a church life that very much is centered on like sort of like eternal life insurance, you know, uh, which is is sort of this thing that Jesus, I think, is challenging in Martha. It's like, uh, no, 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 like, we're not just talking about what's going to happen here in the end of time. We're talking about the person that is the resurrection who you need to encounter.
0: And what I feel like I'm hearing a lot here, and I think you might have mentioned it in the sermon, too, is there's that kind of like that fear-based uh, Christianity, if you will, like mm-hmm. the, oh, like I just think about, I just think about like the, I heard it, you know, put it this way once. Do you, do you want to, do you want to go to hell or do you want to go to heaven with mom and dad? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> right. that's like what they yes. tell yeah. the yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's very common. I yeah. hope it's not anyways, yeah, yeah. but that's sort of what it kind of brings to mind is that there's this like a hope in a in an action that's going to happen and not in who is going to be yeah. doing that action. Yeah.
1: And it, it is interesting how like the more you have a, um, you know, Christianity that's portrayed as having a set of right beliefs about a thing, you know, now that doesn't mean like that right beliefs are bad. It just is, What's so different about Jesus, um, and when he's talking about these things, is he's he is talking as if, like, he is a, a person to encounter, a person to have a relationship with, with like, even now, right, in, the, in his Holy Spirit. And so, but when you come to a set of beliefs instead of come to a person, um, yeah, it's no wonder that a lot of times someone's, I mean, that's very religious, of course, you know, uh, and ironically, you know, evangelicals are really good at saying... It's not a religion, it's a relationship. Um, but when you get down to what the, actually that means, it really, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and um, and that's what, I, and I think obviously he's showing that here of actually what that means.
0: I think, you know, to be, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm a little off base here, but I feel like I see this all the time in workplaces there's like this this thing that happens on a regular basis and no one really cares who does it, just that it gets done, mm-hmm. you know? And instead of, instead of being looking at like, oh, like I'm so thankful this person comes in at night and, you know, takes the trash out and sweeps the floor and cleans the bathrooms. There's like this attitude of like, I'm glad that happens. And mm-hmm. then when it doesn't, it's just like, oh, like for, for like, this is ridiculous, who's responsible mm-hmm. for this? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. no one's ever uh giving praise or recognizing the person that does those things when they get done, mm-hmm. but boy, they're quick to point it out when they don't do what they expect mm-hmm. them to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I've, that sort of it seemed like seems like that reflects a lot of like what we see here in America with the well, you know if God is real, why has he let all these people die? You yeah, know, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, could you imagine if the, well, first off, could you imagine if the world was just like, no one ever died? That would be really weird. Mm-hmm. Be, wait, you think we're <laughs> now? All right, yeah.
1: that'd be a mess.
0: Yeah. But so anyway, that's a little off to the side. But other then you have this other side where they're like, oh yeah, I, I believe this is going to happen, but they really don't have a relationship or idea of who's going to do it, that being Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we have the, what I want to happen doesn't happen, therefore I'm angry, mm-hmm. and the, what's what I expect to happen is going to happen and, and I'm happy that's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like it reflects in our everyday lives, just mm-hmm. our whole demeanor and that, mm-hmm. in that manner. Yeah. Am I overstepping here?
1: No, I, if I understand what you're saying correctly, it sounds like, you know, so in the instance of like the, at of school, like the janitorial staff, you know, at night, right. It's like, it's one thing to be like, um, you're obviously, their job is to have the building clean for the next morning, right? And it's and so you're really just thinking, are they doing their job? You don't really think about who they are, right? Mm-hmm. You don't care about a personal relationship with the janitor. You just care that they get their job done. Yeah, and what you're saying is when it comes to God a lot of times, right, it's actually like when we hear something about, like, it's his job to get me to heaven if I believe these right things then um, all I have to do is believe the right things, uh, and I don't really need to encounter him and at this all. this guy called yeah, God is yeah. going to handle that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly, I, I, yeah. I, I, I You, you took short that, route. So.
0: I like to go all the way around the city and then bring it up <laughs> yeah, yeah, for there you no go. particular reason. But actually, that is a really good, that's
1: a really important point. I think a lot of people then that I hear online, especially who are really deconstructing their faith, um, I think they make a great point about that actually, to be honest with you, like when they really challenge the idea of heaven and hell, uh, and the idea that it's just a matter of somebody believing the right things. And if you believe the right things, you go to heaven. If you believe the wrong things, you don't, uh, it real, that that's a great point. And this, this story really challenges that too, or he's saying like, I am the resurrection and the life, like I am the source, you know? And so it's not, and it's not a, absentee um god who just does a job it's that you need to come
0: to him so let's let's just take another step backwards here um can, can we talk about this deconstructing faith thing sure yeah like i've heard some conversations on this and i'll be honest with you i still don't fully understand what it is it just doesn't make much sense to me i guess can you can you just break down the basics of that real quick like what's the deal there
1: yeah, so generally, from what I understand, from what I see online, people who would call themselves de- uh, people who have deconstructed or ex-evangelicals, which is a great name, by the way. Uh, you know, um, basically, it's just the idea that they have some sort of past with within an evangelical church, and now they rejected it for largely what I hear is uh, largely... Um, the actions of the church in which they were in, which they think is part of a wider culture, um, but then also then really then challenging um, a lot of uh, evangelical beliefs, uh, particularly heaven and hell seems to be the one I hear the most. And a lot of it, from what I hear, tends to be a lot of people who who came to a Christianity that was largely mainly about how you go to heaven when you die And then once they got a little bit older and they started to realize that there were lots of people who didn't believe, like they believed who they thought to be good people that they were like, I mean, how in the, and like, and they were just like, do I really believe this? That if I just believe the right things, I'll go to heaven. And, and if they don't, uh, then they won't. And so then they were just like, no, I don't believe that. And so, um, So yeah, so it's very um, popular online, I think, largely just because kind of what the phone has, the internet first has done, and the phone really brought into, um, you know, really brought to fruition is that there's a lot of people, maybe at one time before you had access to all these people who felt the same way you did, um, you know, you might have felt really alone, but now they can see online, oh my gosh, there's so many people that have this similar bad church experience that I had, and there's... Um, and there's a lot of similarities to it as well. And so, um, and so, yeah, so it's really become quite a, quite a movement. Now, I think ironically, uh, a lot of the deconstruction community is very evangelical, uh, about their unbelief. And even some of them talk about the irony of that. They really aren't any different than when they were, uh, when they were an evangelical. It's just now they just believe something different, but they're still being the exact same way. Often, with their same condescension, and but their same dogmatic beliefs, and uh, ready to. Uh, really ready to um, belittle those who don't believe it.
0: So, what do they believe exactly? Do they? I like, are they atheists now? Like they had a bad experience at church. So that means all churches are bad. Uh, you know, I had a bad experience at uh, you know an Arby's one time. So all <laughs> Arby's are bad. I don't understand the ignorance, but I'm going to move on. So, well, I think well one of the
1: things we want to I want to really be careful of is. Um, I want to make sure like when I ever hear anybody criticize Christianity or the church, I always say first, um, first, I don't take it as a personal attack. Second is there are lots of things that probably they're rejecting that if um, I if I'm understanding them correctly, I reject too. And you, if you listen to a lot of them, they're at churches that basically were very um, pre-Jesus, like very like you know you have to uh, believe in Jesus, and then you also have to do all these things in order to be right with God. And it was very suffocating, and it was just anti-Gospel, kind of a a lot of Galatian errors. Um, So that's, I think it's good that they reject that kind of christianity um so i don't actually so i think it's really important you really that you listen to somebody you don't just go into it like ready to fight um because they might not be rejecting something that's even christianity they might be rejecting something that's actually pretty rejectable well uh,
0: itself so I you gotta I mean, make sure they, you listen are they christians though no I mean, no okay so they wouldn't call themselves christians so anymore, they, no. do they believe in that christ rose from the dead
1: no, no, okay. they would have rejected. But it's largely not like that for them. I it really is. It's really hard to even. Okay, so this is just what I've noticed. You don't really hear a lot of conversations about the here. Here's why Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Um, oh no, I'm just you know, kind they of did, thing. They so, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe at one time they did. They said they did, and then they don't anymore. But. Um, but I would, but I, I honestly, you don't really hear many like objective conversations like that. It usually is just, um, "Here's why this belief within the Bible, uh, particularly about heaven and hell, is um, is bad. It's wrong. It's evil, um, and uh, it needs to be rejected." So, uh, but you don't. I don't really hear a lot of discussion around. Um, whether or not they ever believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I
0: guess I'm still confused, though. Like, what do they believe? Like, I mean, what's this centered around?
1: Well, I think, um, I mean, obviously it's a very, I'm sure, wide, you know, community. But, I mean, it's really centered around a lot of church trauma.
0: So these are just, I mean, like, they're just people that had a bad experience at church, Mm -hmm. and so now they're... Trying to go around and tell other people that they shouldn't go to church or be Christians. Like, I, I guess I'm just confused. What?
1: The, yeah, yeah, that's some of it. So, so yeah. they don't
0: really have anything that they believe other than they believe that, <clears throat> uh, you know, the Bible and Christianity is wrong. That's really all that they believe.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say it like that. I mean, they certainly have a lot. They have beliefs about what they probably think is right. Um, I don't hear a lot of what it is they believe because you do hear a lot of. This is why Christianity shouldn't be believed. Um, so, I mean, basically, I mean, they are opponents of of like okay. of Christianity. Yeah, now, no, again, I, just... I have to be like, I'm, but a lot of times they're talking about churches. You're talking; to, they're not really talking about necessarily doctrines per se. People, when, when they are talking about doctrines, or you, I usually hear either heaven and hell, or LGBTQ issues, or um, or Bible issues so um but usually a lot of it has like uh, some of the commonalities are they have a history with the church somehow usually when they're younger um they um you know but then of course ended up rejecting it at when they got to be like young adults and they went
0: to college so
1: <laughs> yeah it sounds like you know some of them it, it might have been around that time um And, uh, and then a lot of, of course, and then like church trauma is a big one, which to be honest, like it's like, there's probably no one who attends a church right now that doesn't truly understand church trauma. Like it's, you know, churches can be very traumatic places, um, because they can oftentimes be places where people do great evil. I mean, this has to be acknowledged. That doesn't mean that, like, uh, you know, you
0: got a building full of sinners. Mm -hmm. Whether anybody wants to deny that or not, I, I don't really care. You got a building full of sinners. And if you're not walking in there with the, you know, knowing that, and if they're not teaching there that Christ is the only one who's ever walked this earth who is perfect. Who, who did live the life that we can never live and died the death we should have died, they're, for one thing, not teaching the right thing. And for two, you, don't, you can't really have any other expectations yeah. other than evil to occur if that's not what's being taught in yeah. the church. And now, though unfortunately, if you're never taught that, you'll never know that. Yeah. So when you start off in a church as a kid, because your parents took you there because what I hear oftentimes is, oh, we want our kid to learn morals. You're not going to learn morals at a church mm-hmm. unless it's what not to do. Yeah. Okay? Like, that's that's it. Yeah. Unless you you need to be going in there to learn about who Jesus is, why he matters, and what he did for us. Mm-hmm. Because it can't be about anything else. The moment you make it about anything else, whether it be being a good person or, or helping other people, anything like that, yeah. you've completely missed the mark. Well...
1: I mean, I'll challenge you a little bit on that. Like just now, not that that's untrue, but like there are so many reasons, so many reasons that someone can have traumatic church experience. And, so, and I think the point I was really trying to make is everybody probably who is in a church, probably for the most, if you're an adult, you pretty much understand church trauma at some level right? You just, you do, right? I mean, you've had it, we've talked about it, right? I've had it, you know? Um, the thing is, and I think the point you're obviously making is, is like, if you, if you really don't understand, if you don't really understand the gospel, or if the gospel doesn't, wasn't really preached at your church, if you under, only understood it to be a set of things that you needed to do to make God happy, or whatever, or, or as a way of certain ways people should behave. Um, it's very, very traumatic for people who are in a church world like that when someone really sins greatly, you know what I'm saying? And especially if you're like in a very, like if you're, especially if you're young, that could be really, really tough. Um, and that's why I think it's, it's, I don't see really the deconstruction community uh, not that there's, like, any monolithic community, but anybody who's, like, a deconstruction, uh, who's deconstructing, I don't see them really as any, like, real threat. Uh, in fact, I think just like anything, when you, any kind of critic of Christianity, even if they're very belligerent and insulting, like, there's always stuff you can take away and learn from it. Um, and I think... Um, You know, and again, that's where, unless unless you're like, your life is really deeply affected by the gospel and Jesus' forgiveness for you, those are, you know, if it's not, you don't really have those resources then to extend the forgiveness to other people in the church when they hurt you, uh, if that makes sense. so
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I just, you know, two things on that. If any time that I see a church, uh, you know, that there's like one person that does some, you know, you know, bad sin. And then the the church is just gone. It wasn't about Jesus then. It was about a man. That's what that church was about. I'm going to say nine times out of 10. Okay. And then the other thing is, you know, I, I was raised Catholic and I was, I was raised Catholic when all of these things were going on with the, like, you don't you know have yeah. to say, yeah, you know, yeah, you say say, like, going everyone on, yeah. knows, you know, yeah. And uh, you know, when all of that was going on, all these priests and whoever were being uh, you know, accused and convicted and all of these things, uh, to me, even as a kid, because of the way that uh my parents and specifically my dad, it was never about the priest. It was never about some archbishop or mm-hmm. the pope even. I don't even think my dad ever cared for the pope. I'm going to be honest with you. But any time that you would talk, that, or as a kid, that I would talk to my dad about, we'll say, religion, it was always about jesus every mm-hmm. time like my dad was never like oh well you know like the priest has like never like i'm not mm. even like sometimes i look back and i'm like how are you even catholic dad you know like i don't even know yeah. how he landed <laughs> in there maybe it's just yeah. you know yeah uh, i think his stepdad was catholic or something i'm not sure but so for me even from a young age it was never about any man it was never about yeah. any individual
1: yeah.
0: yeah and i i guess i just i can't I can't get on board with the idea that is portrayed in that, I guess, situation, because of my own experiences, and which is fine. I mean, if people mm-hmm. if people want to be you know, uh, you know, white knights for the people they think are being oppressed mm-hmm. in any church that exists anywhere in the world, like go for it. But I think my 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 recommendation here, honestly, though, is. If God is calling you... To talk to and and engage with these people, go for it. Me mm-hmm. personally, I I won't even the, the moment somebody's like, oh, let me help you deconstruct your Christianity. I'm like, oh, actually, we're not <laughs> we're done talking. Like, uh, I will share <laughs> yeah. the gospel with you, but yeah. the moment you think you're going to share your false gospel with me, I'm sorry, I don't have time for it. I'm yeah, not called yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, e- even when I when I first started uh, looking to do on a podcast, one of the things that I had from the Holy Spirit, like hardcore, was there will never be an unbeliever brought on to your podcast. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a debate. You, this is about spreading the gospel, mm-hmm. not uh, debating the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I just I don't I don't even have time for it. And so yeah,
1: the, well, the, and I I, I think your uh, your blood's up a little bit. Well, I, 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 well no, I'll no, just no, hold, hold on a second. I'll just say this let's do it. It's actually to me is like. Uh, obviously with anything online you usually don't get lots of debates right you really just get people are just making videos they're just like saying what it is they think um and it does actually i think for me like a lot of times it actually does give a really good opportunity to you know uh talk about actually what is the real thing if somebody's like um you know you know uh deconstructing the idea of heaven and hell, right? Which is a real doctrine. You know, it's not like it's, uh, you know, not it is, you know, it's a, a very important thing. I think what's actually it gives me an opportunity to like uh respond in a way that like helps clarify what actually is going on. But it's also important for me to understand that like um not every criticism that even someone who's like now an unbeliever who used to be in the church is actually wrong either. You know, like there are lots of things that, um, that even though it's like uncomfortable, like, so I'll, I'll give you this, uh, a couple of things that, uh, are really true about like, uh, things about with even within evangelicalism, right? Like evangelicalism by and large, like, um, has well there's a couple of things things that are happening when basically anybody who asks if you're any people who are evangelicals it's usually they're usually asked if after they vote right and a lot of people will say yes they're evangelical Or so would you say you were an evangelical somebody will say yes and they'll put them down it's like an evangelical who would you vote for probably republican or something like that right so, what people have, and so they'll say, like, 80% of evangelicals vote, you know, Republican, yada, yada. Now, a lot of people within the church have, like, say, this is kind of frustrating because anybody could say they're a Christian, anybody can say they're an oh, evangelical, yeah. right? And so then some, um, sociologists have, you know, put some surveys together <laughs> about um, self-identified evangelicals. And then they asked them if they believed sort of the basic evangelical beliefs, which are, do you believe the Bible is authoritative? Do you believe Jesus is God? Do you believe um, Jesus is um, the only way to God? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like three or four questions that are kind of the basic evangelical beliefs. And of those polled, it was only like 50% of all evangelical youth even held evangelical beliefs, right? And so which is not surprising. Which is not surprising. And it and so and and you know obviously what we know from scripture too is there are there are lots of counterfeit churches that are basically preaching Jesus plus works. You know, gets you justified with God, right? It's that Galatian error. And and um evangelicals fall into it quite a bit unfortunately. And so um and so I can see how a lot of people could really be growing up in a church that was like you need to be, be believe in Jesus and you also need to adhere to all of these moral and cultural things and if you don't then like you know lots of actually bad things can will happen to you right and so I think when anybody has a and I and I think we understand that religion overall. Anytime a religion is a religion, which is like the things you have to do to make God happy and get Him to bless you, and anytime it's fear and fear based and all that stuff. Anytime that that is um, a part of that teaching, which is non obviously non gospel stuff. I mean, a lot of uh, it's it really it feeds great. You know, great suffering, you know, and great evil a lot of times. So it's really, really important like you said before, it's really important that we understand that like you gotta understand it's about Jesus, you gotta understand the gospel. It's a lot of people I think um
0: didn't don't really get that, you know, unfortunately. Well it's hard for people to comprehend the fact though that they don't have to do anything. Because everything else is you have to do something to get something. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I I feel like, one, that's where people kind of gain these beliefs from. That's how you get people who are actually preaching this. And then it's so much more easier for someone to understand that, well, if if I give money to this and I volunteer Mm -hmm. here and I take care of my family, then God gives me the thumbs up, mm-hmm. um, you know, even though I'm watching porn or I'm cheating on my wife or, you know, just whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, provoking my children to anger, all of that stuff. So it's kind of expected that that's going to be pro- proliferated in some way, mm-hmm. shape or form because you don't have to do anything for mm-hmm. it. Literally I don't know how many times it says it in the Bible that we don't earn it. Mm -hmm. It's all over the place, though. Mm -hmm. It's there quite often. And so I I guess my point is, though, that when especially the church at at large – now, when I say the church, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the churches that are Jesus blood. I'm talking about real yeah. Christians. Yeah, right. right? Not, not those, um, you know, the people who identify as evangelical and vote Republican. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Okay. So uh, when there's engagement online with these kind mm-hmm. of ideas, it 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 doesn't help anything. Now... That I'm gonna go back to what I said before. When if you feel called and and you're of a mature, you're mature Mm -hmm. in your faith, and you know that is you're like, hey, I mean, like I know you've you've said many times that you feel called to you know Mm -hmm. do ministry online, and that's great. But when you've got like the average Christian that just like they just like end up like on Facebook somewhere. Mm -hmm. Facebook's old. I don't know what do we use now? TikTok? (laughs) You know, that's I don't use social media so. And they begin See, to you're engage. actually like. It's.
1: Funny, I'm listening to you. I'm like, dude. You would be like, uh, you need to be online because you like this stuff. Oh
0: no, no, I, no, oh, I, can't no, 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 no. I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: Just because you get, I, you, you I can. Get, you get your blood boiling too. No, I'm not that I that, get my I blood like,
0: boiling. So, like, he, here's the problem. Like, if when when you're just like you're, the, especially just like the average Christian goes on there and engages in these, I'll call them debates, but they're not. They're, they they mm-hmm. turn into arguments, is what they turn mm-hmm. into, and. They're, they're, they'll they refuse to listen to anything you have to say. Mm-hmm. And then let's be real. The moment that happens, because you had to start off listening to them in order to respond, but then they refuse to listen to anything mm-hmm. you say, because like I've, I've had these so-called debates online. Mm-hmm. That's why I just like, I totally stopped because they <laughs> would make a statement. I'd be like, well, hold on. Let me break this down for you. Here, here's yeah. why this works or why that's false or whatever uh-huh. it is. This is what we believe. They'll just completely ignore it. And then they'll attack something else. And I'm like, can we not can can we go back i i addressed your your problem with this i mean where do you stand with mm-hmm. that and it's just like, well, you're a liar, you know. Like, well, I, not like, hold on a second. Like, wait a minute. Like, let's let's yeah. complete a part yeah. of this discussion. Yeah. Oh, wait, now it's an argument. Never mind. I don't have time for this, <laughs> you know. And so, when when right. you have somebody who, I mean, you just end up in there. Like, I, I I don't see any reason to engage in those conversations as the average Christian. And I think it just makes things worse. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think it makes things worse and that's why it's better to like hey like really ask yourself do, am i being called to respond to this now without... here's
1: okay so i'm going to be the devil's advocate here uh because i feel like you're a person who like could actually uh probably enjoy and even um yeah and do a good job of like hearing someone's argument saying this is what I think they're saying, and this is why I think it doesn't work. Now, they might then come back and insult you and not listen to you and all that That's kind of stuff. That's only online. Right? Online, right? It's only
0: online. I, I have great discussions with people right. in yes, person. Yes, yeah. but
1: online, But the reason why I can say, like, the, here's the devil's advocate is to say, you, um, you know, it, it is actually interesting, like, um, when people like you don't do stuff like that like, won't engage online, like, then the people who do uh, put the stuff out there that is wrong, it it doesn't really get an answer sometimes, right? Or, you know, so even though it can be foolishness, right, there are a lot of people listening. But that's why you're called to do it.
0: (laughs) 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 And I'm actually saying you should consider, you should
1: consider... (laughs) But, well, you got a little baby, but I you don't get even a, have
0: social media anymore. Yeah, I like, know. I had see, a Facebook a long now, time. So I
1: can ago. see now. I can totally see this. Where for you, you've got in these online debates, they kind of turn into like like they just d- dissolve into like terrible arguments, right? That kind of thing. Um And you know, it is one of those things. Like, uh, you know, uh when Peter says, you know, be ready to give an answer and do it, you know, in gentleness, right? And like. Um and and there are certainly I, I you know online I've never really been in a, a place where like I've ever been in a debate where somebody just turns into this like terribleness or anything like that. Um I certainly get insulted a lot. Like I get, you know, that I get um, you know, like whatever. I get accused of a lot of things that you know, whatever. But uh but it is interesting that like um you know It is interesting to me how um, like you would think if there was a church culture that didn't put Jesus at the center, but really put its church culture at the center and they didn't put Jesus at the center and they put actually a going to heaven when you die at the center. And then you maybe put like success at the center and you don't put Jesus at the center what would be the effect of that uh, on people? And what's really interesting is I think you actually do see within the last 30 years or so is you get to see the effect of some um, on some people um, when a Christian church largely ceases to be gospel centered Um, and you uh, and you know, That's why I say I'm not really super threatened by, like, you know, deconstruction, because, like, there's a lot of—I mean, I know there's just a few churches, like, around here that I would never want anybody to attend, right? Just never. Not because—it is because they're um, just—they're not going to get the gospel, but they're still called churches, right? You know what I'm saying? So you you just—everybody knows that, right? Everybody knows that. Um, and just like you said, like, just because something's a church <laughs> doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean it preaches the gospel. That's just so tough about it. You, it would be nice if you just was like, it has the name church. There are all these amazing places. We're not that naive, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough.
0: Right. So, well, yeah, and that, but that's where I, I don't think that. And not that you said it would be, it's just, it's not possible. You know, you get a Mm -hmm. bunch of sinners together, you're never going to have anything even close to any kind of perfection. And that's why Paul gives so many, Paul and Peter give so many instructions Mm -hmm. on how to handle these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul, Paul gives instructions on how to handle sin in the church, not because uh, he didn't expect it to happen. But because he knew it would happen, mm-hmm. no, no, it was happening. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, we look at you know the letters he wrote to the Corinthians. You know, he's like, hey, this is what I'm like. These were Christians. These were people mm-hmm. who had received the gospel, and they had, as far as we can tell from scriptures, they had received the Holy Spirit, and they they were Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't you know that doesn't excuse their actions mm-hmm. by any means. But also it goes to show us, like, we're never going to be in a place until Jesus comes back to where we're, we can not worry about, you know, having oversight and understanding what's going on in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And that's why a church that's run by one person is, is never works. Mm-hmm. It never works because that one person gets to do whatever they want and, and absolute power absolutely corrupts. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's no getting around it. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to be like, man, if I ran a church, it would never happen. But you know what? That's not true, okay? Mm-hmm. Because, well, I just know it's not. Okay? Yeah, I, yeah. One, one thing, I mean, and yeah, you know, this is probably another reason why I can't debate online. People, <laughs> people, be like, you, you're a bad person for this reason. I'd be like, look, however bad you think I am, I promise you, I'm way worse. Okay, yes, like yes. I, I am. That's I am. Do not look at me for any ind- mm-hmm. indication of what a good person is mm-hmm. because if i really pulled back the curtain and showed you who i really was you would be like you're an awful person i'd be like i know that's why i'm so happy jesus mm-hmm. saved me yeah like I, I can't even like i can't even begin and what
1: you're that. saying there is like you're actually not doing evil bad things to people continually and than just saying wow thank god for jesus. <laughs>
0: yeah no, not that at all. Okay, so not and that's all, actually right.
1: that is actually an important point, right? Because Which, like yeah, right, right you know is. like what you're actually saying is you know internally what you could be like um or you know what I was if go like Jesus, yeah. But you're not saying I'm now doing all these terrible things in a way and and that, and thank god for Jesus. Um you know y- and that actually, I mean, all of it, of course, is, uh, you know, I mean, you've heard me talk about this a lot. Anytime Christianity gets basically portrayed as a set of moral things that you do uh, in order to show yourself as a good Christian and, um, you know, or really just a set of moral things to get God to bless you or whatever, as soon as it turns into that, right, you've lost the gospel. And it's no wonder then, if people grow up in a church believing it's a certain set of morals that you do to the best of your ability uh, and a set of beliefs that you adhere to mm-hmm. that when they see people not do it on the regular or even you know do the exact opposite and be hypocrites to it, it's no wonder that they're like, "I don't want to have anything to do with this and I just want to say, yeah, like I agree with you hundred percent. You totally should deconstruct that kind of Christianity because that's not Christianity at all. And I actually think that Christianity should be deconstructed because it's not, it's not Christian at all. And so now if you are deconstructing, you get a chance. Actually, I think a lot of, I mean, I certainly could, I never called it deconstruction, but like, right. Like after I became a Christian, you know, I've got into some streams of Christianity that were very, very keyed in on, like, the things you have to do to get God to bless you, right? Um, and it became just another religion, right? And I actually had to be like, oh, that's not the gospel. I had to i had to call it deconstructed. So I deconstructed that part of it, right? I mean, you could even argue, in a sense, like the new early Christians were deconstructing the law of Moses, right? Which they had to do. They had to work it out. Whether like their new faith meant they had to be Jewish, you know?
0: I think so, yeah, we see that kind of unfold it in, in mm-hmm. the scriptures. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In Acts, particularly, mm-hmm. I'd say with Peter, um, with, I mean, just there's that whole dream he has with the sheet and whatnot and mm-hmm. all the animals on it. There's, I mean, well, God does the deconstruction there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Him, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, but and, but it took some time, right? Like, even Peter went back to it, right? He would separate himself, <laughs> even though he's the one that got the vision at first. Peter doesn't have the best reputation. Well, I guess the mm-hmm. best
0: track record in the, in the scripture. Yeah.
1: Well, I, and I think that's, like, I think that's an important part of it is, like, one, I never, ever assume when anybody's, I never assume when anybody's, like, saying they're deconstructing or ex or even making fun of Christianity. I never first say they're talking about, uh, they're talking about the gospel and Jesus rising from the dead and their time. They, I just never assume that they might be talking about their church and what their church believed. And, and I think that is actually a good thing to say is like, um, you know, Yeah. I mean, it's just like probably in your line of work. Right. There's like if you had somebody coming in, like insulting some sort of like I don't even really know some sort of like operating system or something that was like junk and didn't work or whatever. It was like, yeah, yeah. Right. And you're like (laughs) and they got so mad about it and they and they, you know, uh, you're just like, no, man, I totally agree. Like, it's not this is a bad operating system, you know, but you're like, hey, let me show you the real one, you know. And that's what I kind of hope and pray for a lot of those folks, too, is that, like, they'll say, oh, I was never really taught real Christianity, and now um, maybe...
0: Maybe. Well, I hope so. 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 You know, I, I, hopefully, people can be reached that way. Well, not not hopefully. I mean, I know people can. here because. And maybe thing. even we, by you, Eric. I, I can get you get you I, on doing this. Yeah, you're like here's your TikTok <laughs> account. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> hey, your all right, we've got
1: a. Uh, let's start uh, the clock.
0: How long <laughs> we can get until Eric uh, answering some of these so, questions? <laughs> yeah. So, real quick note on Peter because this was something that when I first became a Christian, I. Uh, learned quickly. I was taught quickly. Mm-hmm. Peter is called the Rock. Mm-hmm. He was like, Ah, Jesus, is like on this rock, this guy Peter, I'm gonna build my church. This mm-hmm. rock, okay. Now, was he saying rock because he was stable or because he was dull? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay? Like, yes. A little, we're we're way off topic now, but I'm that I'm is gonna roll really funny. Okay? That's really great.
1: I have no idea. No
0: idea. <laughs> I, I love Peter. He's yes. he's great. because uh, just be like being real, Peter's the one who does step off of the boat. He's like, hey, call me out to mm-hmm. you, Lord. But yes. Peter's also the one who, who sinks, but you know, he's he's also the one yes. who denies Jesus three times. He's also the one who uh, you know, basically I don't know. You said like goes back to like his Judaism, basically? But he he's he's kind of hypocritical in front of the Jews and, and the Gentiles. <laughs> yeah. And so, and yet he's he's called the Rock. Yeah. That, that Jesus right. is going to build his yeah. church
1: on. There you go. I couldn't. That's a you just preached right there, dude. You just pre- preached. I mean, I'm, I'm think about that. I, I think that. I'm
0: dumber than Peter. You know. I mean, but I mean, he, he or maybe I don't know. Maybe.
1: Well, actually, I mean, think about what you just said, though. Like he did all of those things, but yet. But yet, Jesus knew ultimately he was going to be the rock. Right now, yeah, yeah. Now, and all in, and, and and he was going to be really the leader. Uh, y- you know, the leader, the probably the first leader was the uh, was um, Jesus' brother James, and then James is killed. Um, you know, so I think Peter then really becomes the real. Well, I guess G- Peter was sort of the the spokesman really there at first too. So, but, uh, yeah, the, the, you just said it all. I don't need to say it. Like, he, like, <laughs> he's inconsistent. He's passionate. He's, like, but aren't we all? tripping over himself. He's denying Jesus, even though he's, like, saying, I, I'll die for you. But then, you know, a little girl gets him to, you know, deny him, You know, <laughs> like, yeah, he's, like, you know, he he's uh, not eating with the Gentiles at the, in Antioch. Like, and Paul has to rebuke him. Like, yeah, man. And but he's the rock. It's, it's it's really his name means rock. It's just it's awesome. I mean, what a great that actually speaks to my heart a lot. Dude. <laughs> I, I know you didn't mean that
0: too, well, but that was good. like
1: that speaks to my heart a lot for sure. So,
0: I mean, I, that, that's that's yeah. what that's what I relate to the most. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm I am definitely the guy that I'm like ah, you know stepping out onto the water and then i mm-hmm. sink like right away you know yeah yeah so yeah same you
1: know i would i would definitely not and i and i i definitely would not think peter is dumb um you would actually i think you can like look at maybe you're saying he's like dumb enough to try oh, yeah, it's more of a joke <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, was, oh, or not oh, nothing oh, yeah wrong, right you know? right yes exactly but uh yeah he's uh so yeah dude i'm like totally keyed in on this like Getting you online because we need, we need your
0: voice, brother. We I'm, need your voice. You know, actually, actually, I did see a which was here's what here's my biggest problem with online. Okay, I will see like engagements that have already taken place, especially in like YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. I try so hard not to comment on YouTube. <laughs> it like just don't yeah. if if you're commenting on YouTube, you who are listening right now, stop it. All right, so i i try so hard but like i will see discussions that have taken place because there's always that person that like goes on to you know the different uh christian channels that i watch and somebody goes on there and they're just like responding to every comment mm-hmm. and they're just like trying to bring up something to to try and attack and the responses that oftentimes that i see i'm looking at those responses and i'm like that is like that is actually wrong like what they said is right but what they're responding to, that was the wrong response. Like, I'm looking at the response and I'm like, did you read the same comment mm-hmm. that I'm reading? Like, did you read, like, did they change? Was it edited? Yes, I yes. don't even know. Like, are you yes. having the same conversation they are? And I'm not trying to, like, hate on Christians. I just feel like that they they get it, especially when they're, I'm going to say, like, not experienced, but they get excited and they want to defend the faith. And it's really easy to do on, in a comment section, you know, because keyboard warriors, you know, just like mm-hmm. it's really easy to attack it, mm-hmm. uh, behind the keyboard. You talk to like, you grab one of those people that leaves like one of those nasty comments on YouTube. You talk to them in person. They're like a nice, respectful <laughs> person. You know, you can really right. have a conversation with them. Yeah, and, right. and the two of you are like, oh man, like we like the same things. Like you really get along yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Uh, and so that's what I hate about comment sections and stuff or, or online discussions. But, but back to the point is like, you know, I'm just kind of like, that was the wrong response. Like you might be right in what you said, but the real answer to their statement is something totally different. And that's what kind of would drive me nuts. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Or am I wrong? Am I am like am I the idiot?" Yes. Like is, probably. Yeah. No,
1: you're I'll <laughs> tell you this. I'm going to just tell you this. You're wrong for not engaging. Well, Deep, okay, wait, wait, hold they're on. They're like oh, 3 I'm years old.
0: They're like 3 years old. I did know. No. Yeah, oh, hold I'm on a second. Either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, hold on a second.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're not you not to engage through your comment. But here's what I, here's what's so interesting about you. Well, you, you don't have to put this in the podcast, but if you don't want, but this is just between me and you. If you want
0: bonus episode, we'll cut it. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so.
1: But it's funny because like I know like the people you like, and like I and you, I think you have a brain and have a gifting that's sort of like you can hear arguments and you can like kind of like break them down in a way that like like to say, okay, I can respond to this, I can respond to this, I can respond to this. And it's funny, but I think for you, part of the issue is just like. The medium of it like lends itself to misunderstandings or lack of listening or uh, anger, insults, you know, you know, whatever. And um, so, yeah, so like uh, but what's sort of a shame is like online is sort of like the public square. Like if you've known I'm sure you've noticed. Like you never really get to have any really cool conversations about Christian stuff, hardly ever. Like just at your job or just in your family. I mean, every once in a while it happens. But what's crazy about online is you can't. You can pretty much have them whenever you want them to, <laughs> because because it's just it literally is just there. It's sort of like the Mars Hill of Athens right that Paul talks or talks to and or talks at and um and so and it's funny for you because I you I know you like that stuff
0: I in person I can I can like there was a guy that I, I worked with at my last job and people would get like at first they would be worried about him and I talking and people would always like interject because they didn't want us talking about it. And like one day we worked by ourselves, it was just me and him. Yeah. And like we ended up like having to text our wives, like, no, no, still at work, just talking, like be home soon. And like yeah. it was a great it's conversation. Like, yeah.
1: like if it, and if you guys disagreed, it wasn't a big
0: deal. Yeah, right. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a big deal. And and like we both listened to each other perfectly fine. But like and that can happen in person. With tons of people. Like, I don't think I very, very, maybe I might have met like one or two people that like were hostile to me talking about Christianity. Now, I don't really go out places where people are, I don't know, like protesting in front of churches, like really angry mm-hmm. about stuff either. But, right. you know, if you just like engage yeah. with somebody in person, it, it's typically, it's very civil. Yeah, It's very easy. It's much easier to listen to them because then they can, you can ask questions easier. One thing I hate about online is you they get back to you 3 days later because they have a life apparently uh they're not <laughs> just yeah. at the keyboard so it's just it's it's difficult okay so here's know? the thing
1: but the, here's the whole problem with this that's where the people
0: are uh, no. and
1: that's not where you, and you're not there
0: well, i am now i'm on this podcast
1: so no, this podcast no, no, no. i, I no. have
0: got i've got other things in line man you know
1: it's so like, this is my but so you this you just give that you let that marinate because well, okay so here's the thing like Let's say you want to like you hear somebody say, um, you know, God it can't be loving um, if there is an existence of hell at all, which is a big argument on. Like people will put that make that video a million times online. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So, like, who's going to answer that? You know what I'm saying? And now, now listen and listen, because I know you like that stuff
0: sure if you can actually have, you know, a reasonable conversation. No, and like no, no, no. I
1: said, like just I, okay, I, I don't think a little bit of i think. bit of think little bit of you like bit of a little bit of the answer to of the
0: oh, to well, of sure. I mean, yeah, you I mean yeah like you if they like
1: not they to you, listen to you like, and online
0: really lends itself to Like, not listening. Right? Like in, in arguments. It really does. It really right? does. And and despite what anybody wants yeah. to say, because oftentimes what I hear is, is that, you know, Christians are the ones who don't listen. But the fact of the matter is, is nine times out of ten, it's both of you.
1: Dude, I'm like, so. I'm dude, like, I'm you so glad I'm having the
0: same conversation? Dude, I'm so
1: glad this is like being recorded because this is, you're like making my point for me.
0: But but it's it's true so, though. I mean, like if you read the conversations that happen online, you have to ask yourself: Are these two people having the same conversation? Have there been things that were deleted that I'm missing? Because none of it's coming together, yes. not from either yes. side. Yes. And I'm like. Ooh. What is even being said?
1: Dude, it's so important that, okay, to me, it's so important that there is a Christian who understands that, like, in the dynamic of online. Like, that would actually be engaging in that situation. What
0: understands
1: what? But that that they're not uh, engaging with what it is that person is saying. So, So let's take that example again, where they say, God can't be loving and there'd be an existence of hell. Okay. So let's say you made a video to answer it. All right. And you answered it. And then they came back with a video or a comment or something that wasn't even at all what you said. Right. You know, you can just recognize that. Right. And be like, hey, what do you think about what I said? You know, and maybe they'll answer you. Maybe they won't. But what's actually cool is that you answered them with a way that was listening to them. And you can, but you can also recognize when they're not listening to you and hopefully not respond in a bad way. You know, you just respond calmly. Like you respond, you don't have to like take the bait or whatever it is. Like, um, and it's so funny cause there's like, there's just so few people that can do that really well. That's what I'm saying. You, I mean, and you're like a public square guy. You're like, you like arguments. You like this stuff. They're so they, I love you because you're like one of the only people I know that loves talking about this. I love talking about this stuff. And you're like one of the only people I know <laughs> that sorry. like I can talk. I know, true. I mean, most people don't care about this These stuff. go out you, there
0: and you get stuck with me.
1: <laughs> no, well, I mean, I'm like so glad that you're like into this stuff because like it's, it's very rare, truly. I mean, most people are just like going to their jobs, doing their lives, they're being a mom, they're being a dad, they're... Whatever that's fine, and that's totally fine. Like everybody's got different gifts. Nobody's like, but I'm saying like our gifts are kind of similar. Where you are, you ca- you like this stuff, you know? You like these ideas, like you like thinking through these arguments. And even if it like gets into an uncomfortable situation, and the medium sucks, and it does, it lends to arguments and learn, lends to
0: misunderstandings. Right, well, you're just we- like
1: I'm just waiting into I'm going to wait into this because I like I like
0: this stuff. So I, I seen a, a Discord channel one time. I, I have I am in a lot of Discord. Oh servers. dude, see this is um, beautiful. This because, is so beautiful. Because I'm in IT. Like I, I can go down the yes. line of my Discord servers and they're all IT ones and like I have yes. the ones I go to yes. for yes. different stuff and the ones that I answer help on or I try to help on, mm-hmm. you know. Uh but I saw one. It was a Christian one. It was like it was like ask a Christian anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I, I thought that was really cool because yeah. what they would actually do is is they would, uh, they would actually you know someone would uh, you know say hey I, I want to ask a question and they would allow them to do voice yeah so they can ask their questions. so you can yeah. actually talk to them and I thought they were doing a really good job. I sat there and listened to them for a while the biggest problem I have with it is you get those trolls in there. That yeah, yeah, they, and, for and, sure. And my thing is is, especially online, don't respond to trolls. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I do that. <laughs> okay. Not not about religion or or yeah, yeah, yeah. most things. Right. Mostly like uh with like politics. I mean, I had one, it went on for a hundred comments. I mm-hmm. was just I was knocking it out of the park. And finally someone commented like two years later, they're like, This is great work. And they have <laughs> no idea you're trolling. And I was like, Thank you. It's nice to be recognized. <laughs> so I, I like i don't see think, dude, i don't think it's you're
1: so savvy buddy we gotta get you in there it was,
0: it, i couldn't believe that guy recognized it it felt so good yes though. but yes. Uh, i was like oh yes someone actually realizes yeah. but, but anyway well, you do
1: it on discord man you don't have to do, you don't have to do uh social media i mean social media like what's hard about social media is like it's so much about status building me- which is like a lot of people
0: don't like that side of it um
1: what, but the, uh di- yeah
0: the Discord is or No no oh, social that,
1: media. Oh so so social oh, media. Okay, yeah, so yeah,
0: that yeah. I was gonna say, like maybe we need to start moving to make a Discord server. You can put it out there in whatever that social media stuff is that's popular now yeah. that you, you have and <laughs> and I, I'll join you in in voice. Dude, yes. We can yes. We can set love. up a couple cameras here. We love. can use these microphones. Maybe just one camera, you know, and then and then we you know, like I'll just love it. I'll let people talk Yeah. And, And not talk, but but the thing is, is like, it's got to be a a, a legit question. Like I, I, I'm not gonna do. I'm not going to answer to trolls, and that was that. Was, so that was my criticism of the guys that were doing the Ask a Christian Anything. Yeah, yeah. Is they would have people come they in would that would troll, troll, yeah, and yeah. they would answer the troll, and they would actually spend like you know five to seven minutes on them. And I'm, I was yeah. kind of like, oh, skip, like skip over that. Like, yeah, let those people go. Yeah, and get those guys. Like the moment they, out. they troll, just be like, cut them off and yeah. say, okay, like we're someone with a real question. You know, yeah. come right. on, you know. Yeah. um, you know, because I mean, they would get questions on there that would be like, you know, it just absolutely ridiculous questions, like, you know, why do you guys abuse children? Like, oh, I get that question you're, you're, all the time. You're making an accusation yeah, against yeah, people I get the, you don't yeah, even know. Yeah, I get like, it all that's the a time. troll. Yeah, yeah, I got to block you know? those guys. Yeah, so that that that's where I stand on that because it is amazing
1: to me, like that. Yeah, I
0: get so much of that stuff because
1: that's actually what I do too on TikTok. tock I just put i'm a christian pastor Ask me anything and people just can ask me whatever they want so but yeah you gotta you get a lot of calls like you like i do that that on tiktok yeah
0: so like how does that work they like send a video they like post a video that they tag you in they can
1: actually come on and talk to me if they want but mostly they just they just yeah i just do live oh you do live yeah yeah Yeah. how many people
0: do you get on there i usually
1: get between like hundred and two hundred at a time. A
0: hundred and two hundred so, at a time? Yeah. And they're all asking questions or mostly just watching?
1: Well, I mean, I can't keep up with all the comments. So, but every time I, I just try to get going in order. Oh, okay. You just try to watch
0: again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's
1: amazing. It's an amazing way to share the gospel because people ask me stuff about that, like about heaven and hell and LGBTQ and, and like, like why did. Why did uh, why does it have to be blood for forgiveness and like it's all these questions like are so great as ways back to like talking about the gospel, it's ama- it's amazing like it's amazing, and so we need more we need more people like me
0: <laughs> to be online and that's you brother. oh see that's what he, so. was, <laughs> like we need more people like you and I was gonna be like no you don't <laughs> you really don't so that's funny. Or maybe we'll do the Discord thing. Dude, I love it.